Policy recommendations. Every time there has been a rapid advance in technology, there has been a resurgence of the fear that young people will struggle to find employment. There will have to be a transition and adjustment period as this new technology is implemented into the workforce. During this time, it is important that politicians take into account the potential need for higher unemployment benefits, as more members of the workforce might not be able to find work. While this may cause an increase in unemployment temporarily, it will be a temporary trade-off, with more workers gaining the necessary skills to re-enter the workforce. It is important for these workers to be looked after during this time, so that they will be more likely to re-enter the workforce productively. The challenges of automation for European economies are often underestimated, and Europe must look to model countries for help finding the right answers. Member states themselves should compete to become such models, and they should also define the priorities and measurements of their success. Governments should embrace automation, especially in the SME sector, and apply bold policies in the education and social systems. Such policies may include various forms of incomes to help to cover the transitional period for workers. AI and automation will impact not only low and mid-level jobs, but all types of employment. In the future, the workplace will be characterized by collaboration between human beings and machines. Digitization, robotization, and automation will create new opportunities and new types of jobs. However, Professions will change, and new skills will be required, making it necessary for everyone to adapt. Bridging the skills gap, access to technology, and unemployment will become the main political concerns. To respond to this, Europe must also invest more in education programs for young people. Students are leaving high school and university without any practical skills. And this learning gap is why they are not being hired. If schools are not preparing young people to enter the workforce, then it is logical that the youth unemployment rate will remain high until they have had the time to develop the necessary skills on their own, often through unpaid internships or low-paying, low-skilled jobs. The German system could serve as a model to the rest of Europe. Students are sent for part of their high school career. Through a trade school to gain practical experience that they can use to get a job more easily later on. The Danish flexicurity system could prove to be a method that will reduce youth unemployment as well as explain its currently high level. This system works on the three main principles that make losing a job or being unemployed in Denmark less intimidating. Regulation in Denmark allows for companies to hire and fire workers with greater ease than in the rest of Europe, allowing them flexibility with their personnel. There are also greater unemployment benefits for their citizens, so when they are out of work, they are better taken care of. There are additionally very active labour market policies in place, meaning that while a person is unemployed, they have more access to job training. And education opportunities to increase their ability to be hired for another position. If this system or a similar one were adopted by the rest of Europe, then the EU's unemployed youth would not face such a degree of risk or have as much fear of being fired. NIT is a potential replacement for current welfare systems throughout Europe, 
Unlike UBI and other models like it, NIT only gives money to those who fall below the taxable income line. There is much debate around the effectiveness of this method, though numerous small-scale trials with this tax have lifted many people out of poverty without reducing the number of hours worked by each member of society, one of the main concerns with any system that seemingly provides money for nothing. It has also been said that this system will reduce the amount of governmental waste in collecting and redistributing taxes and that it will be less susceptible to exploitation on the part of citizens. It has furthermore been posited as a better safety net for young people, especially as their high unemployment persists, because they will still be taken care of when receiving training and gaining more skills for higher-paying jobs in the future. The effectiveness of the minimum wage has long been debated. Unfortunately, there is no viable and universally agreed-upon replacement for it, so it continues to persist in most of Europe. Nordic countries, in particular Sweden, that have not adopted a minimum wage policy, use unions to negotiate a fair wage for their citizens. While wages in these countries are higher than the statutory minimum wages set by the countries that have them, there is concern about their current higher-than-average youth unemployment. There are also questions regarding the effects of adopting this model throughout Europe, citing the issues the Swedish system has had when integrating immigrants into unions. Unemployed youth there are now struggling to find work, as minimum wage rates have increased and employers are hiring fewer people and cutting hours. Unions have a long history in Europe, though the amount of involvement and the power they hold in each country varies dramatically. The amount of youth involvement across all countries has dropped dramatically. Unions are scrambling to maintain their numbers, while youth, particularly the unemployed youth, struggle to find the value and purpose in joining a union. Many young members of the workforce have never been introduced to the positive aspects of unions that could help them boost their career. As politics continue to divide young people, they also divide unions, which are seeing reduced memberships. Ideologically, unions can no longer represent large groups of people. Young people in particular are more adamant about being viewed as individuals rather than faceless members standing in solidarity with the rest of the group. Unions are also having problems learning how to better represent the unemployed youth because they are not easily accessible to them. Among the liberal solutions posed here, education reform and flexicurity would best serve to decrease youth unemployment in Europe. Europe is going through massive technological changes. Computer knowledge is no longer optional for members of the workforce today. And yet, young people are leaving school without the most current knowledge about the software being used. The older generations, who have been in the workforce longer, often do not have the necessary information base to make them competitive on the job market. Europe must take the German mode of vocational training and implement it to give their young people a fighting chance at success. The experience students are taking away upon leaving school and entering the workforce is not sufficient and changes need to be made to enable them to be hired for the new job opportunities that will accompany the most recent innovations in technology, such as 5G and AI. If young people do not become better prepared for new technological challenges, then the problems with inexperienced workers will only become worse. If Europe can improve its learning opportunities for young people at a more elementary level, 
they will be able to gain more experience before they enter the workforce. The flex security model has been criticized for causing a higher amount of unemployment in Denmark, where it was initially adopted in 1993. However, as proved by the German Agenda 2010, enforcing more flexibility in the labor market will help to decrease unemployment. This is the flex security model. German unemployment is among the lowest in the EU, and so is their youth unemployment. The Danish model also promotes education opportunities for the unemployed so that they become more desirable candidates during their job search. While the flex security model has been shown to have problems with increasing unemployment, the German Agenda 2010 has shown that keeping social and welfare benefits in check can improve unemployment rates. These two systems will provide the best options for decreasing unemployment, specifically among the youth in Europe. These liberal solutions, if implemented correctly, will ensure that Europe's unemployment crisis will decrease. This will make younger generations less fearful about the future and their employment prospects since they will be able to enter the workforce with the knowledge and practical experience necessary to thrive in the modern economy. These present unique practical challenges, many of which are already being tackled through small-scale experiments and other research efforts in the hope of their wide-scale use in the future. Europe's youth face an unprecedented rate of technological development and they are balking at the idea of competing with it. However, there are plans in place to help them combat these issues, and they can gain hope for their futures by looking to the past, when others in their position fought and overcame those same issues. While fear of the future has begun to creep back into the minds of young people, they should take comfort in the fact that this is not the first time this cycle has come around. Every time there is a major step forward in technology, there is panic amongst young people who see themselves being replaced with automation. After a few years of adjustments, more job opportunities will open up and the young people will find new and innovative ways of working with the new technology and expanding societal capabilities.